right, people, welcome back to episode eight of She Existed, the podcast wherein I, Ashlyn Romagnoli, give you little snack-sized introductions to women of history previously unknown to me. There is also an Instagram, at she.existed, and now I've even delved into the kind of scary world of TikTok, at she existed, in case even a 15-minute podcast is just too long for you. So I hope you enjoyed our little detour into the world of salons, which we will return to someday. But for today, I'm back with an episode focused on a single, fascinating, and super exciting historical figure, Tin Hinan. One of the reasons I got so hype about Tin Hinan is that she, in a way, represents the epitome, the platonic form, if you will, of exactly what she existed is supposed to be about. Tin Hanan is considered the ancestral founder of the nomadic Tuareg people, and was thought by the West, I should say. And I know the term West is super vague, but it's roughly the vantage point that I was educated in, and a very dominant viewpoint in our world, so it's still kind of useful to use it here. But anyway, she was widely considered by the West to have been legendary, until a grave traditionally said to have belonged to her, by the Tuareg, was broken into by a man known as the original Tomb Raider in the 1920s. Sure enough, his exploits revealed the remains of a powerful female figure and were dated to around the time this legend supposedly lived, which is pretty strong corroborating evidence for her existence, in my humble opinion. Now, I of course have pretty mixed feelings about grave robbing, which this definitely counts as. No two ways about it, it's just fucking disrespectful. I doubt most of the Tuareg people felt that they needed proof of Tin Hanan's existence, and obviously they didn't open the tomb themselves, uh, so they clearly felt no need to do so. But evidence and proof are needed to satisfy the curiosity of the West, and the Western-trained scientist in me is guiltily so excited that we actually found her tomb! Like, what?! Bam, bitches! Tin Hanan existed! Suck it! Not that the Tuareg probably cared if anyone else believed in their legend, but nevertheless, for this podcast, unfortunate though the circumstances under which her existence was confirmed may be, we're excited. I'm excited. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's just cool. It's problematic, and it's cool. Anyway, like, like I said, feelings are complicated, the world and cultural interplay is complicated, and that is probably the only completely non-controversial thing that I will ever say on this podcast. So let's dive into Tin Hanan, who is also called Tamenokalt by the Tuareg, which means queen. According to legend, sometime in the 4th century CE, Tin Hanan was driven out of a more northern part of Africa, according to one resource, possibly an oasis in modern-day Morocco. A fugitive princess, she was accompanied by a woman who was either her sister or maidservant named Takamat and a group of mostly, if not all, female followers. One source I read described her as riding a white camel as they fled their place of origin and endured a grueling journey to their final destination in the Hogar Mountains of present-day Algeria. As for the founding of the Tuareg peoples, some say that Tin Hanan had three daughters, each one representing an animal totem who became the tribal ancestors of the Tuareg. Others say that Tin Hanan had one daughter or granddaughter named Kela, and that Takamat had two daughters to whom Tin Hanan gave their own oases. Modern-day tribes trace their lineages to either Tin Hanan or Takamat through these daughters. But whether it was the three daughters of Tin Hanan, or one of Tin Hanan and two of Takamat, I'd like to once again point out the recurring theme of threes in so many of our more legendarily leaning ladies. Just an interesting tidbit. Really not sure if it means anything, but uh, I keep noticing it 
as the human brain is wont to do (laughs) with regards to patterns, but it's out there. We have no idea if or whom Tin Hinan married or the details of any men who may have been involved at all. So uh, that I found kind of interesting. Under Tin Hinan's leadership, the Tuareg flourished. She brought with her the knowledge of herbs and medicines, the Tifinag alphabet, and a love of poetry. Caravan routes were established that brought great prosperity to these nomadic peoples. So let's talk about the Tuareg briefly. They are ethnically and linguistically linked to the Berber ethnic group that covers a lot of North and West Africa. They are traditionally nomadic pastoralists, as I mentioned. Uh, Today, they are often settled agriculturalists or nomadic cattle breeders. In the Middle Ages, they adopted the religion of Islam. However, apparently they retained many elements of their pre-Islamic traditional beliefs that included ceremonial allusions to fertility, menstruation, and the earth. Indeed, it seems as though their female founder must have left quite a mark on their culture. They are largely matrilineal, and women enjoy a very high status within their society. Traditionally, most Tuareg women could read and write, whereas men could not. And while personal property was owned regardless of gender, livestock was another matter. In the very interesting book, Gendered Spaces, Daphne Spain notes, quote, Music, poetry, and leather work are exclusively female accomplishments, since men devote themselves to herding and riding caravans. Most importantly, livestock and movable property are owned by Tuareg women. This division of labor might explain another quirk of the Tuareg. Unlike in most Muslim cultures, Tuareg women do not wear veils. The men do, over the lower part of their faces. This is possibly because of the herding and riding that the men are responsible for. Seems like pretty good facial protection. But according to tradition, these veils might also keep evil spirits out. On another clothing-related note, the Tuareg are sometimes known as the blue people of the Sahara, due to an indigo pigment they commonly use in their clothing that can stain their skin a dark blue. So, as I mentioned early on in the podcast, in the 1920s, Byron Kuhn de Parak, a Hungarian-American archaeologist with possibly the earliest known emo portrait, busted into a tomb long held as a revered and sacred space for the Tuareg. Byron was a super controversial figure in his day. Unfortunately, uh, not for his grave robbing, as that was super common at this point in time. King Tut, anyone? But he just wasn't particularly liked or respected by the scientific community. Nevertheless, what he found at Tin Hinan's tomb was pretty incredible. He admits that the Tuareg were rightfully suspicious of his intent, but he eventually manages to find the tomb. During excavation, he noted that a massive and intense thunderstorm arose, terrifying the natives. That one's a quote. I did not say terrifying the natives. He said, terrifying the natives. Yeah, no shit, man. You're ransacking their holy place. Once inside, he found the skeleton of a woman who is later dated to roughly the same time in which Tin Hinan was said to have lived. He said, quote, Whoever the personage was, whether Tin Hinan or one of her peers, she had been given the utmost honor in her death. Her jewelry was indicative of her rank, and in the antechamber of her tomb lay her clothing neatly piled and ready for her use beyond the shadows. Here were garments of leather, painted red and yellow, as well as clothing of cotton and other fabrics in various colors, ornamented by intricate fringes. No weapons were found, but food for her journey was by her, dates dried to the thinnest film of skin on the stone, and a store of what looked to have been grapes, together with jars of grain. She was also found with seven silver bracelets on her right hand and seven gold on her left. I, too, am a fan of the mixed metal look. There were also several more pieces of jewelry, a Venus statue, and a glass goblet that was lost during World War II. 
Also, despite Byron's notes in that moment, I found another account that listed some arrowheads and a knife among the items as well. As I said before, I am guiltily so excited by this hard evidence that yet another woman presumed to be mere legend did, in fact, actually exist. Unfortunately, news of her tomb was overshadowed by the discovery of King Tut's tomb, classic, but whatever, it's there. Well, not there, not anymore. Against the wishes of the Tuareg, Byron took it all back to the Ethnographical Museum in Algiers, where it actually remains on display to this day. <sighs> kind of makes me rethink my love of Indiana Jones and his old, it belongs in a museum thing. Like, I adore museums, but maybe it doesn't if it's something that's still an active piece of a living culture and people didn't want you to take it. Anyway. Destroying childhood memories. All right, so I'm going to sneak another Tuareg woman in here real quick because I read a snippet about her that I loved, but I could not find any other information about her in English online, even though she's much more recent, from the 20th century, in fact. Dasin Oltyema was a beloved poet called the Queen of Love. Here are a couple of quotes from her work. Water itself whispers, I love you, as it touches our lips with the lightest of kisses. And... What's the point of these veils under which you hide yourself? I shrug them aside just as the sun shrugs off the clouds. Your real thoughts come always from your heart and in your breath. Remember, in Tuareg culture, men wear the veils. Like I said, though, I really struggle to find out more information about her. From the crappy Google translation of a French Wikipedia article, I discovered that some of her poetry was translated into French by Charles de Foucault, and apparently a novel was written from this resource. Oh, and they didn't even name the novel. They didn't even name the novel. They just said, there was a novel written about it. No other references, which is super annoying. But then much later, okay, so the, the novel was written in the early 20th century as well. And then much later in 2004, an Italian film called The Four Doors of the Desert was made about Charles and a Tuareg man, Musa, who is in love with the scene. I watched the trailer, and aside from the unfortunate use of the papyrus typeface, it looks really intriguing. But yeah, what an Italian movie is doing based on a book whose name I couldn't find out that is based on French translation of poetry of this woman, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, but it sounds kind of cool. All right, and one more little aside. I like to use the Instagram for sharing a couple of photos relevant to our subject. Today I've chosen a map of Tinhinan's tomb and the photo of Dacine, because even though she was a secondary subject in this particular episode, we have an actual photograph of her, so I felt it was kind of important to share that. Tinhinan probably looked similar to Dacine, who is just this very beautiful and dark-skinned and momentous-looking woman, and I think that's really important because one children's book that I found about Tin Hanan drew her as a white lady, which I don't really think I need to say it, but that's pretty fucked up. I don't really know what Tin Hanan looked like, but she definitely was not white. Okay, so hopefully that was as fascinating to you as it was to me. I was so excited about Tin Hanan that I spoiled it all for Adam before I even wrote this piece. Um, I think there's just a lot here to dig into further if you're so interested. So without further ado, uh, Tin Hanan is spelled T-I-N space H-I-N-A-N, Tuareg, the people, T-U-A-R-E-G, Byron Kundiporuk. 
<laughs> if only because again, like you must see this man's super intense, super emo portrait on his wiki page. Um, B-Y-R-O-N-K-H-U-N-D-E-P-O-R-O-K. And Dasin Altyema, if you can find out more about her, like Godspeed and let me know. So it's D-A-S-S-I-N-E-O-U-L-T-Y-E-M-M-A. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, and I feel weird for saying this, but like, if you like the podcast and would consider dropping a rating and review, it would be much appreciated. Cheers! Thanks, everyone. Like I said, tune into the TikTok for more weird insanity and... (laughs) 